guys, it's Brandon. And this is Sabrina. And welcome to the Someone Call BS podcast, where we discuss navigating marriage, entrepreneurship, and owning our own businesses while also trying to do this thing called life together. Thanks for joining us here and listening to our literal BS. Oh, you're going to need to edit that out. Oh, come on. Our trick to, trick to, did their trick to make it run a lot better for, for the cheaper? Seriously, don't say it like that. Let's get it. Hi, everybody. We're back with working audio equipment. We look professional almost, but we don't have a studio yet. So I need to work on that. We are way too invested for all 17 people who watch us. Well, yeah, probably three that are going to hang on consistently. We'll We'll take it. We'll keep y'all's attention, but thanks everybody who has listened so far. We're making progress. I think we need a better camera next, but you know, baby steps. But you know, let's max out these credit cards, baby. Let's run up that bag. We don't have maxed out credit cards. Well. But anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, so I'm trying to get more organized with our podcasting. And I think. Obviously. Yeah. As you can see. You have um, a new pair of sunglasses on. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm getting sunglasses regardless, but if I'm going to be forced to do podcasting, then, you know, I got to stay fresh, stay fly. So with the Mexican Grand Prix looming, these are the uh, the Red Bull Oracle Mexico GP spec mm-hmm. glasses. Okay. So. Well, they look very fancy. Yeah. I was hoping you'd wear your Oakley ones because those ones are cooler, but. Maybe next time. Maybe next week. Yeah. We'll see what other sunglasses you can bring. Yeah. So anyway, I figured we would start by... So usually we're going to record on the weekend when we have a little bit more time. And then we would... If you haven't seen already, our podcasts will drop every Wednesday evening for you guys. Um, That way, you know... You have the weekend to watch if you would like or listen. But so typically we would record Sundays, but this weekend was busy. So let's do a little weekend recap. So we went to F1. Yeah. What'd you think? How was your time? Uh, It was as per usual. Um, I always have a good time going to the, the uh, U.S. Grand Prix there in Austin. Um. It's always a really good race. It's exciting. Uh, it's fun to go to. A mm-hmm. lot of stuff to do. Good food. Austin's full of good food. Well, I wouldn't say the track food's the best food, but it's Well, the okay. dinners we eat, though. Oh, yeah. The dinners we eat are great. I think that um, F1 has turned into a giant, dirty cesspool festival no it hasn't but well luckily we get grandstand seating which actually has its own real restrooms but i have to stay close to those seats because i cannot use porta potties ever it's literally the most disgusting thing on the planet but i'm also feeling very feisty right now so that could be dramatic oh boy yeah, she was just viciously yelling at all the animals in here. So if she spouts off, just ignore that. That's what I do. I'm not also not at my best right now. I'm very tired. I don't really feel that great today. And today was our first day back at work. But anyway, F1 was cool. My second day back. Thanks for checking the mail, by the way. No problem. I'm really bad at checking the mail, so he walked in this evening with, like, a huge pile of mail. But honestly, like, there's nothing ever good that comes in the mail. (sighs) Well, I might have had some rare whiskey from uh, a special batch whipped up from the wind tunnel of Italy. Uh, Whistlepig came out with the release, so I was hoping that was going to be in the the mailbox. 
why wouldn't that be delivered as like a package? I don't know, but I thought I'd check. Anyway, so I think tonight, so last week I prepped you and I said, bring top three tips for running a successful business. And I know typically you like to work on the fly. So I'm curious to know what your top three tips were for running a successful business. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm live. Yeah, you're live. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't do the whole studying thing. Didn't. That's why I didn't go to college because studying wasn't my thing. So I like to just on the fly. So top three that I can say. Top three for running a business? Yeah, running a successful business. I will let you know when I get there. Uh, I feel like right now, maybe some people look at F-Bomb as a total success. Um, it is a it is a business that is running, but I think nowhere near what I would say is, you know, perfect uh, or super successful or anything like that. At least I don't feel that way. Uh, I feel like I have a ton to improve on, but I will say my top three, top three tips would be, my God. Uh, Izzy's making an appearance if you are watching live on. Yeah. Our house is full of animals at all our times. Our camera. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear our hey. dogs wrestling. Hopefully not with our new microphone setup, but. Izzy. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. Top three tips. So, number one. Uh, we should have taken this tip a lot more seriously whenever Dana gave it to us, which was quick to hire, quick to fire. Um, over the short stint of three years, what I have learned is we... I think the term is slow to hire, quick to fire. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just... I'm tired, but I definitely caught that one. Slow to hire, quick to fire. Okay, that makes more sense. So we've definitely held on to some employees that we should not have uh, for way too long. I always feel like I do a... I try to do a decent job of vetting people out, but we've kind of... Uh, I feel like we grew really, really quickly. And uh, some of the people that... I had hired on. I thought I did a good job of vetting and I obviously didn't um, because they didn't pan out. But like they always say, things happen for a reason. So they're not here. But I definitely drug my feet on firing um, uh, a few of them way longer than I should have. Um, Milton, you're going to get yelled at by your mother. Uh, number two, uh, I would say number two is if you are going to run or attempt to run a successful business, you have to have a partner like mine, whether that's girlfriend, wife, um, significant other, whatever it is. And, uh, they have to have your back or a business partner if yeah, you're single business partner, whatever I it mean, is. I don't know. I think that's, well, I'll let you finish your tip. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I think you have to have somebody who's solidly invested in you to lift you up because you are not, every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. In fact, the, especially in the beginning, the sunshine and rainbows are few and far between and the days are long and hard and can be gloomy. Um, so you need somebody that is a great support system to lift you back up because at times you will doubt even yourself. So you think you will know what you're doing and you'll have something occur and you're like, man, what am I, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? I should just go back and work for somebody because I know I'm a good employee. I know I'm a good technician. I can, I can do that. I don't know how to manage people. I don't know, you know, how to handle customers properly. Um, so you need that constant circle of support, whether that's from your spouse, your family, your friends, whatever. Hopefully you've got a tight knit circle. I will say 
be prepared for your circle to get extremely, extremely small um, when you start really trying to push your business because you're going to find out how many friends kind of drop off because you're not, you know, you're not going out to happy hour all the time. You're not um, going out to clubs anymore. You're not doing any of that shit because you are just locked in. Is this a PG-13 program? No. Okay. Yeah. None of that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, locked in and focused. So I think also it's good to have a person you can bounce ideas off of. Oh, but for sure. I think also the importance. Well, I don't know. I think it's sticky to get into business with someone. I mean, a marriage is like a partnership already, it's like a business re- relationship. That's why. It's a marriage with, you know, it's a piece of paper, basically. But, oh, Lord, don't get me started. Always with a piece of paper. My ASCs, pieces of paper. No. Marriage, piece of paper. Well, I'm just saying it's a contract. It's technically a business contract. Yeah, oh, for sure. Big binder. But if you're not, if you're going into business alone, I think that's definitely the way to do it if you can rather than partnering in business. But that's just my personal opinion. And by partnering, I mean like partnering with someone else that's not your spouse, not your partner, just, you know, someone else that you want to go into business with. I think that can be very sticky. Attorneys Um, will advise against it. Yeah. Just because I think especially if you're 50-50, or if you are 60-40 or whatever the split is, there's always going to be one partner that's not as satisfied as the other. And you're always going to have problems with that. Even if in the beginning you guys vow that you're going to be great and everything's going to be great. And no matter what, y'all are always going to be on the same side. It can get very, very sticky very fast. So that's a whole different topic. But yeah, I definitely agree. You need to have someone in your corner that you can... Yep. Just vent to or bounce ideas off of, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over your business tip. No, no I think all the all of that is all valid points. Um, let's see, number three. Mm, one, slow to hire, quick to fire. Two, good solid support system. Three. Uh... Three is kind of like a no-brainer. You have to have a team of people helping you, and you have to be able to let people help you, whether it's uh, on the forefront, like actually helping you get the work done, or people behind the scenes, like helping you with um, marketing, payroll, taxes, CPA stuff, um, because you can't. You can't do it all, no matter how much you would like to. Uh, and honestly, it's probably better that you do not try to do it all, because I did, and I was failing at it. So uh, slowly relinquish more control every day and allow other people to do things. And uh, I do what I need to do, which is focusing more on um, marketing and, and pushing to a larger like. You know, we have our customer base, right? Like we, we have our customers that I know. I will see them. I will see their kids. I, you know, hopefully, no offense, any customers that are watching. Hopefully, I don't see your grandkids. Hopefully, by that time, like I'm on a beach in Cabo or something, just like living out the rest of my life or whatever. But um, I know I've got customers that are gonna be there no matter what they love us they love our brand they love what we do they love our work our quality our dedication so they're always going to come back um over the next year what i want to focus more on is is marketing to not just like a shotgun approach like some shops they want to do it by volume they just whoever they can get in the door that's who they want i want to market to clients that we want to work with um that's something I think shop owners, at least in my business, there's kind of two ways to make make profit, which is 
by volume. You can just turn and burn cars through the door and just do a lot of a lot of like small paying jobs. Um which is not really what we specialize in because that's what I have is I've assembled a team of specialists and we do big heavy line stuff that nobody really wants to do, cares to do. Uh, a good portion of the stuff we do, nobody knows how to do like gear sets and stuff like that. Um, where you're actually certified through Yukon to do gear sets, to do drivetrain work, to do internal trans repairs, build transmissions, internal engine work, like, a lot of shops they don't do that um it's like oh you've got something going on in the engine lick and stick an engine um so i'd like to market more to that side of the clientele like where they understand hey um i probably have a bigger repair bill coming because you know what i'm trying to achieve is is great um or they kind of just understand what quality we have. Um, so you can make your profit off of the quality of work that you do, not necessarily trying to pump volume through the door. And the reason I don't like pumping a ton, a ton of volume through the door is because then I feel like your, your work can tend to either get sloppy or you're not able to deliver on every aspect like we like to do, um, like making sure the vehicle's wiped down. We like to try and, if it's a big job, we wash it. You know, the customer picks their vehicle up washed. Um, sometimes I'll throw air fresheners in there, make sure like stickers are in there, merchandise, koozies, like, you know, little, little, hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for trusting us. You know, thanks for giving us an opportunity to gain your business. So, over the next year, I'd like to market to that and also fleet companies. Um, you know, I, I like to help our community. We've got several HVAC companies in the community. Um, we're kind of blessed. We've got uh, HD Landscapes. We service his fleet of trucks, South Texas Propane, uh, Stevens Drilling. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to pick up more fleet companies over the next year. So, um Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So that's probably my top three business tips. Yeah, is make sure you're make sure you're marketing to who you want to target, not necessarily uh, just like, oh my god, somebody please come through the door. Like, mm -hmm. even if it's rough and tough and slow at times, stay the course and market to the customer you want. No matter what it is you're doing, make sure you're staying true to yourself. Uh, because you can definitely get yourself into a pickle and, you know, gain customers that actually might be more difficult to deal with and like time suck you and yeah. they suck your time, they suck your energy and then you're just in a negative foul mood and it sucks. And then maybe because of that, you don't give attention to a good customer and they're kind of like, man, what's up with Brandon today? He's in a mood douche. Yeah. So, well, I think, yeah, I think knowing your customer and who you want as your customer is important to any business, even like the financial industry that I come from. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. We want to market to a specific clientele and we want that clientele specifically. We don't want, um, just anybody to come invest money with us. We want people that are aligned with who we are and what we represent. And I think that goes for each business, but that also you have to know at the end of the day, what your identity is as a business in order to know who you want as a customer. So yeah. that takes a lot of work to, um, to figure that out. But yeah, that's a really important one. Yep. What about yours? All right, so I have three main tips, and I'm not at all like an expert. Um, these are just really the main tips that I focus on and the tips that I really think are worth improving and continually getting better at um, because I don't think that there is such a thing as like a perfect leader by any means but my point number one my tip number one would be learning how to be a really effective leader um, for your employees or your team or whoever you're in charge of 
whether you're a business owner or if you're in a, you know, a management or C-level executive at a business is learning how to be an effective leader. And this year I was able to go to um, a conference where I learned from like these really brilliant people on leadership skills and building a culture and all of these things that I'm trying to do with my business in San Antonio. And there's three main things that I took away from that trip um, on becoming an effective leader and being the best leader that I can be, which is number one, leaders are always calm and confident. They don't freak out. They don't panic. They don't make everyone else stressed in the moment. They command a room by being confident, but they're also calm in their approach on dealing with issues. Because if you are not calm, your team will not be calm and nothing good comes from being kind of in a panic situation. So basically it's just like Ricky Bobby. So if you put a cougar in your car and you are calm, you can just walk right in and drive that car. But if not, well, I mean, chances are the cougar won't attack if you're not panicking yeah. and flailing around. And yeah. So you know, Sabrina's tip number one is, well, that's part of my tip. number oh, one. Okay. Sorry. Tip number one, learning how to be an effective leader. So leaders are calm and confident. Leaders create clarity. So I've always been a big communicator whether that's like in friendships or my marriage or relationships at work. I'm just, what? Why are you making that face? Because I am a horrible communicator. Yeah, but you've gotten better. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. I think I fail a lot at communication with you because I'm so busy. I bottle stuff up for as long as possible. I just forget to tell you things. So in that regard, I'm not a good leader or a good communicator. But at work, I try to be a very, very clear communicator because clarity creates confidence. I love that saying. It's a saying that I learned from this business trip I went on this year, but it makes total sense and it is completely accurate. If you are leading a team and you are clear about what your expectation is for that team or what the end result is that you're wanting to achieve, your whole team will understand and be on board and know exactly what your expectations are. I think the biggest problem as leaders is you fail to be clear with your team. And I know that because I've done it and I've experienced that. If my team doesn't understand what I'm asking from them or doesn't understand what the end result is or what the vision is, they're not going to be on the same page. So being very clear in expectations and goals and vision is really important. And I think that you are not able to do that unless you know the exact identity of your company or your vision or what you're wanting yourself. So First, you have to be clear with yourself on what your expectations are and then translate that to your team. And so I think that makes an effective, a really effective team. Um, and going along with that, you have to hold people accountable. So holding people accountable has been my biggest struggle because it's not always easy to tell people like, Hey, I, I really don't think that you hit a home run here. I think we need to work on this. I think this could be better. I think this could be better. But if you don't hold people accountable, then you are failing yourself and you're failing them because people can only live up to the expectation that you're setting. So if you're not clear on what that expectation is, and then you don't communicate that they're falling short, then you're failing them as a leader. And I try to live by that, even when it's not easy, even when I have to be very direct and communicate with my team, um, for lack of a better word, more aggressively in the way that I communicate. 
I'm never, I never yell, but I'm very. Oh, she yells around here. Not at, not as a leader. Okay. Maybe as a wife. In a wife role, she yells like. Well, I will say in a wife role, sometimes husbands don't do what they're supposed to do unless wives yell. So. <laughs> okay. We've tested that theory multiple times. Okay. So that's wife tip number one is sometimes you just got to yell. Yeah. But not, not leadership skills. Yeah. Not a leadership. Don't tip. lead that way at work. Just shit all over your husband. I do not shit all over Sabrina's you. tips. These are getting good. I like them. <laughs> anyway, back anyway, to my leadership tips. Back to the leadership tips. So leaders hold you accountable. They create clarity and they are calm and confident in whatever they're doing. And so I try my very best to do all three of those things as a leader every day. Sometimes I definitely fall short and it, I don't think that there's a such thing as a perfect leader. I think you're always learning and you're always evolving. But those are the three things that I try my very best to do every day is create yeah. clarity, to be calm and confident, and to hold people accountable. That way, in turn, they are growing and excelling in their positions. And I am able to give them direction on what I need from them. That way, I can also continue to do my job so that's tip number one as long-winded as that oh was oh my god what this is good content bro so tip it is seven it is eight i haven't even eaten any food today welcome to the club welcome to business okay. owner life all right yeah this is a good insight to what it's like to own a business because it's eight yeah. o'clock on tuesday and we look we probably look very tired and sound very low energy. I look good. And for that, I'm sorry. No, I look good. Um, so tip number two. I think this one is really big, and I think especially females will resonate with this. Oh, boy. Is be okay with not being liked by everybody. And men can uh, relate. Yeah. Well, I'm sure men can relate, but I think that women struggle with this more because if a woman, and I have experienced this in my role, like if I am direct in communication, it's labeled as aggressive. If a man is direct in his communication as a leader, as a boss, it's not really labeled as anything, like in my experience. And I could be wrong. I mean, but I've been called aggressive. I've been called different things when I've been called a B well by you no absolutely no? not but what do you say when I'm being when you think I'm being a witch well, yeah I tell you to adjust your attitude no but you say you're being a and you like do the little bleep sound oh yeah I tell her she's being a So she better adjust the dude. Anyway, so I think, especially in a female position, um, in a leadership role, you have to be okay with not being liked by everyone because, yes, do I want to be liked by my team? Of course, like 100% of the time, it bothers me when I feel like they are upset with me. But at the same time, holding people, people accountable is what you need to do in order for them to succeed and for the business to succeed. And some people don't take that well. And some people might get their feelings hurt or might feel attacked or like you're not on their side when in reality, the entire process of holding you accountable as a leader is being there to help you grow and actually being on your side. And I think that there's just a lot of sensitive employees in the world that can take that the wrong way. Um, so you have to be okay going into it, knowing that you absolutely have every right to hold people accountable. If you have set clear expectations and they understand what those expectations are. Yeah. 
So um, that's tip number two for me. Okay. And then tip number three is something that I've talked to you about a lot. Um, They mentioned it at this business conference, but even before that, I really... Oh, boy. Really tried to drive it home for you, which you kind of mentioned it as your tip, one of your tips, but it's knowing your tasks, like your low, your mid, and your high level tasks, and delegating from there because you hire employees in order to scale your business, right? Whether that's one employee, if you only have one employee or you have like 60 employees or more, like you're hiring employees to scale your business. So as you hire employees, those employees are doing lower level tasks than you might do as a business owner. You need to be focused on higher level tasks that create actual income for the business so that everyone can be paid. And so I think, you know, I think of what? Uh, that, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely, that ties into what I mean about marketing. Like, yeah. that's what I should be. Right now, I don't, I don't really do that. Like, I should be, I should be utilizing time to sit down with other business owners that have fleets of trucks and, you know, be asking them like, Hey, where are you taking your truck to be serviced? Yeah. What are they offering you? What labor rate are they offering you? What do you feel like they could improve on? Do you have any gripes about, you know, doing what I can to try and gain their business? Like, Hey, give us a shot one time. If you hate us, if you hate how we do things, if you hate me, well, Hey, cool. You never have to come back. And we just weren't meant to be a good pair, but uh, yeah. If you love us, well, hey, that's great. Like she's saying, that's a higher level task. I've just secured a fleet. You know, they could have six trucks. They could have six hundred trucks. Right. Um, and, and that's like she's saying, that's job security for everybody there because, um, no matter how technology advances in our field, vehicles are always going to break. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 She, I think. She's right on that. Should focus. Like I shouldn't be doing some of the things that I do now. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes for any business owner, like or any person in a management position. I'm really big on job roles and knowing what your job duties are and doing those those specific duties. So, like within my team at work, I'm very clear on processes and procedures and who does what in the office. Not because we're not all a team, because we are. We're all a team and we should all help each other if we need help. I would gladly help any one of my team members if I needed to. But at the same time, you have to lay out specific job roles for specific people and create that clarity. Because if not, then people are confused on who is doing what and what's being done. And you're assigning low, mid, high leverage tasks to certain people in certain roles, depending on what their role is and what their skill set is. So like for you, you should not be out running parts as a business owner you should either be one networking or number two, you have an amazing skill set of actually working on vehicles and fixing and diagnosing and repairing. And so those are your high leverage tasks versus someone else who their high leverage or their leverage task will be running parts and doing those yeah. errands and things like that. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just means that for you specifically, you make the business money by doing X, Y, and Z. And this other person makes the business money by doing X, Y, and Z. And it it all depends on skill set and, you know, what you're, what you're good at and what you bring to the company. Yeah. And so I think by delegating tasks out as a leader or a business owner, it will create a really efficient, well-oiled machine for everybody. Yeah. And so I'm very, very, I like to be very, very clear on job roles and who does what in the office or, you know, in any place of business. I think it's important. Um, 
it's probably one of the most important things that you can have written up. Yeah. So you have to get there though. Don't uh don't jump in the ring with Ali because you think you can box and day one hire fifty two people. Oh yeah. Unless you just have a shit ton of cash stacked, you know, saved up and you're you're good because until you kind of get to the point where you're overwhelmed and you need to scale and hire more people you gotta do because that's essentially whenever i came in and uh we you know we like i say we kind of flipped the script on day one and we lost a lot of people literally i did have to do everything um yeah right away we lost our guy that ran parts we lost the manager in the office like I was diagnosing and running parts and fixing the cars and, uh, you know, over the, over the three years where we've been doing it, you know, now I've, we've grown it to the point of where it is where, uh, you know, it's myself and two other heavy line guys, and then they each have a helper. Um, and then we've got like a, uh, an advisor role. And then we have like a receptionist office manager type role. Um, yeah. So, well, and I, but it didn't happen overnight. That's we're just now here. So, yeah. But I also think the most common issue or maybe fear that business owners have nobody likes to hire people. I, I hate it. I know that from our own experience. I know that from my business in San Antonio. Sorry if you can hear our vacuum. I don't know how loud that is on with our microphones, but. Sorry about that if you could hear that. Um, but I think, yeah, from a small business owner perspective, nobody likes to hire people because you see it initially as money out the door. But what you don't understand is that if you have enough work, they're only going to make you money. Yeah. As long as you are very clear, again, on expectations, on their job role, on what they're doing every day, and you hold them accountable for those things, then they will make you money. Um, so I also think that some people wait too long to hire help. But I get your point of, you know, being cautious about it. Yeah. So like uh healthy healthy fear is good. Like I am I'm not really scared of anything, but I do have a healthy amount of fear. So I don't think I make rash decisions, but I do make quick decisions. Like I pretty much know if I want to do something uh, within, I don't know, a few minutes. Like I don't have to think about something very long uh, before I decide like, oh, okay, I want to do it. Um, example, Darren, our next door shop neighbor came over today and was like, hey, man, I really need to get three-phase power wired to my shop for my CNC machine, which he CNCs all of our billet sumps, our billet uh, trans thermostat bypasses, trophy pieces, little odd and in parts here and there. Um, so he's like, yeah, dude, I talked to Phelps. They're saying it's going to be 12 grand to bring three-phase power down, you know, to the pole. Uh, how do you feel about jumping in and and trying to split that um so you know i don't need three phase today but as our shop grows i'm going to need three phase in the future especially uh if we build on to the shop we add a dyno like i will need three phase so i'm like yeah i mean absolutely like let's try and talk to some other shops because obviously there's multiple shops on our industrial parkway so if anybody wants to jump in you know it makes the bill cheaper for everybody but yeah i mean it's a no-brainer for me like you know i yeah just let me know i'm in like it was like a 30 second decision so um definitely think about it but you know don't like she said don't take too long to you know mull it over uh yeah because then you'll convince yourself why yeah uh, if you think about anything for too long, you will literally find a hundred reasons and talk yourself out of it. Um, I tell people that all the time. Like, you can talk yourself out of anything, 
But if you jump on in there and make yourself pretty uncomfortable, you'll figure out how to make it work. Um, At least if you're a driven person. And, and you, you know, you will fail along the way. You will have decisions that you made that backfire on you and uh, you shit the bed on them. But you just say, okay, and you pick up the pieces and you fix it and you move on. And you you don't make that same bad decision twice. Um, So, yeah. Those are good tips. Yeah, good points. Yeah, we're not professionals. That all may be. Yeah, that all might be garbage. I don't know. BS garbage, but, you know, that's why we. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah, so. Don't take our word for it, but you can try them out and see how they work out. Yeah. Let us know. But, um, yeah, I think we, I got a new email address for us. So if you like these tips or if you want to hear other tips or you want to hear more about marriage, I don't know. You tell us. There's been... Y'all have been commenting on like our YouTube and we really appreciate that. Y'all have been leaving really nice comments. So thank you for listening and shout watching. out to Jim. Jim. Jim Spencer. What'd he say? That we don't suck. That's nice. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. My boy from Frankenstein. JR. I knew that. What name. up? I knew that name. Thank y'all for watching. We really appreciate it. And please keep commenting and interacting with us. And if you would like to hear specific tips, I would love to hear your feedback on what we can talk about. Um, Otherwise, we'll just keep making this shit up as we go and see. I literally, I will, I am an authentic person. So she like shared this whole notes thing with me about like, oh, yeah, podcast idea. Like, I would not be true to you guys or to myself if I actually sat there and, like, studied out, like, okay, on the podcast, this is what I will talk about. And it just would not work out <laughs> Why for me. is that your voice in your head? Oh. <laughs> well, I just like to be organized. Yeah, I don't so, do I that mean, shit. So, I mean, I didn't tell you any of my business tips before this podcast. They're all genuine tips. I just organized it out because I have ADHD brain. And if I come on here and just try to go off of like memory or like first thoughts in my head, I wouldn't even be able to form a sentence for a minute. Like I think my brain is dead, especially after a full day of work. But you are getting raw, uncut Brandon Brown and in Sabrina my Brown for sure. That's why I can't form sentences, barely. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been a long day. How was your first day back? Well, first full day back at work. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Yeah, I'm always eager. After I spend a bunch of money, I'm always eager to go make some money. So, mm-hmm. Sabrina canceled our dinner reservations for Sunday and doubled down on a omakase sushi 16 course mich- it, it was actually a michelin star chef sushi which- by scratch is the name of the restaurant yeah. so they have restaurants in los angeles um i think chicago like all these major cities and then randomly in it said it's austin texas but technically it's bastrop texas like this small town in a hotel, like, I mean, it's a nicer hotel. It's a bougie but it's, hotel. Well, it's not, like, super bougie. I mean, Mick Schumacher was in the hotel. The whole Mercedes, like, engineering team was in the hotel. Well, so no big deal. Anyway, they had this, like, Sushi by Scratch restaurant. It was the most amazing sushi I've ever had in my yeah, life. Yeah, oh, it was dope. Yeah. So we went for night one on Saturday night. We tried it. And then I promptly canceled our True Lux reservation for Sunday and rebooked another reservation for a round two. It was that good. I would have gone again, but he would. She was tipsy off sake, but yeah, she did do it. So 
Not a bad way to spend a good chunk of change, but it was good. It was really good. So highly recommend if you guys like sushi. And even if you don't like sushi, I would recommend trying like a legitimate sushi place, not just like yeah. some random. Real sushi does not come in a roll form, as I found out. It's, well, you know, they make the bites like. It's like nigiri or, you know. Yeah. I'm Sh- sure we're. Shit was wild. It was really good. So. Anyway, that was our weekend and some business tips for you guys. So I hope you find this helpful. Um, again, if you want more business tips or if you want us to talk more marriage tips. even oh, you know what? So I will say something. Oh, Lord. So let me tell you something. And this is a free. This is a PS bonus tip before we jump off here. Okay. So how you do one thing in your life. It's going to be how you do everything in your life. And the reason I bring this up because I was thinking about our weekend and we actually kind of got a little bit pissed off because um, oh, there is just some horrible people in the world. Like, number one, don't seat steal, bro. Like, if you this is this is life tip. Yeah, this is life tip. If you can't afford to be in the seats. That's okay. Sit in the seats that you can afford and think about what can I do to be in better seats next year. That's true. And next year and next year. Don't go sit in somebody else's seat. So then whenever I get there, I have to be like, you know, hey, bro, quit playing Roblox and get the fuck out of my seat. Yeah. So number one, number two, leave a place better than how you found it. Like people were just leaving their trash and their cups after they've drank stuff like Bro, pick your own shit up and take it to the trash. So if you can't even do a simple task such as picking up your own trash and taking it to the garbage, I promise you will not succeed in any aspect of your life. Yeah. Professionally, your marriage, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. So like, yeah, if you leave your trash for someone else to pick up at a sporting event or whatever kind of event it is, I just, I lose all respect for you as a human being. And our tickets were expensive. Like they're expensive tickets. So next year, like, I don't think we'll be sitting there again. I'm trying to convince her to do paddock club next year. Uh, just in case, you know, I need to put an application in for Red Bull, you know, they need an engineer, technician, whatever, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Putting some feelers out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. High level tasks. I'll remotely network, you know, and also travel around the world. But yeah, that last little tidbit, how you do one thing will determine how you do everything in your life. And if you cannot take the time to do like simple things such as throw away your own trash, or like in my case, Sabrina kinda got irritated at me because I took the luggage cart upstairs and unloaded our luggage and then you know she pushed the cart outside the room and i was like no i'm gonna take the cart back down to uh the lobby and she was like you don't have to do that well okay so first of all we were trying to exit out of a specific door that only had stairs i was like we can leave the luggage cart and come back for it later not to mention the lady that told us to bring him back downstairs was very rude. She was, but and, still. But yes, I understand. I would never, ever mean to treat anyone with disrespect. I always clean up after myself. Yeah. Like, if you can't clean up after yourself and put your, like, put your grocery cart in the cart return Bro, thing, I'll call you out. Like, I think that's the epitome of... Like who oh, lazy. You, yeah, who you are as a person. Like, that tells me everything I need to know about you. Yeah, like, I, I would straight up, like, I'll sever a business tie over that. Like, I know... These are it, strong words. Literally. Like, you... If that's what type of person you are, that's going to dictate how you do your whole life. Like, you will never succeed in any aspect of your life if you cannot do those simple... Because it's a discipline thing. Like how disciplined of a person can you can you start something and finish it to completion? Well, yes or no? And I think it's also respecting, like yeah. having respect for other people. Like yes, there are people 
that work at these events to clean up after the event, but it doesn't mean that they're there to clean up your trash. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so it's treating people with respect yeah. to be a decent human being. Like don't be a piece of shit, man. Yeah. So, but Thanks. that's it. That's a bonus PS tip that I thought of on the fly. Great job with the tip, the yep. life tip. I feel like that's a decent life tip for sure. hundred yeah, well, percent. Like yeah. that can apply. doesn't matter. Business, marriage, whatever. Like just your whole life. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So like be consistent in every aspect of life. Yeah. So. Wise words from Brandon Brown. Hell yeah. Um, so that email, I know I've mentioned it. It's info at someone called BS.com. Yeah. So if you guys want to hear something in particular, you can email that. Um, or you can comment on YouTube or Facebook whenever we post yeah. about um our next podcast. But if you're blessed enough to have my number, you can hit me up. Send yeah. me a text. You know, I don't, it's all good. Slide in the DMs. Yeah. Brandon was uh potentially looking to Oh, you did receive payment though. I did. I received payment. One payment. Sort of. One payment. One what payment. What do you mean, sort of, with that face? One payment. You better watch it. I, I know you saw the bill of that room on checkout because I was like, wow, you really went with the suite, huh? Well. Because all we did was sleep there, literally. Brandon did tell me the last night we were there that he it was slim chances that he was going to sleep with someone that night. <laughs> not in some by someone i don't mean me she she's not she's not telling you the there whole story there was slim chances that he would have sex with someone in the hotel room <laughs> that or is in the hotel no yeah that's basically what he said no but he'll we'll do. we'll save that one for another time well anyway thanks for listening that's not what i said i'm gonna go yell at him privately now but yeah, we will probably. be back next week with another episode on Wednesday. And like I said, please comment any topics you want to hear us talk about yeah. or else we'll have another crazy. Um, yeah, we're trying to go big time. We saw some TikToker influencers <laughs> that had Paddock Club VIP access. So, yeah, I don't know if we have the likable personalities to go big time. But for all seven of you who will probably consistently listen. It's still a fun time. Yeah. So. So strap in. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in with us. Please like, comment, and subscribe with us on YouTube and listen to us on Spotify and wherever else you stream podcasts. Email us for topics and conversations that you'd like to hear next at info at someonecalledbs.com.